Welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. We're dispensing stories of success from across the continuum of care. I'm your host, Hillary Blackburn. Thanks for joining us to learn from leaders throughout the pharmacy industry. Hey listeners, this episode is for the independent pharmacists out there. We're going to hear about some up solutions for independent pharmacy with Patty Mara. All right, so today on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast, our guest is Patty Mara, who is a renowned expert in independent pharmacy growth and business coaching. With over 20 years of experience, she has dedicated her career to helping owners and teams achieve remarkable results by uncovering the shifting point that propels them to new levels of success. Her passion lies in transforming the way businesses operate, leading to enhanced customer experiences, substantial growth, improved customer retention, and increased profitability. As the founder of PharmacySuccess.com, Patty uses her unique insights and expertise to provide coaching and guidance to pharmacy professionals, empowering them to optimize their operations and reach their full potential. Through her coaching programs and business strategies, she helps owners and teams thrive in a competitive market, delivering exceptional value to their customers and driving sustainable growth. She's an accomplished author, having written the influential book, Up Solutions, turning your team into heroes and customers into raving fans. And in this guide, uh, it offers practical solutions and proven techniques to transform teams into high-performing heroes while cultivating a loyal customer base of uh, raving fans. She's also the visionary behind the Up Solutions team success training and the Business Accelerator Framework, Powerful resources designed to equip businesses with the tools and knowledge they need to achieve rapid growth and long-term success. Patty, welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Thank you for having having me, Hillary. This is exciting. Well, thanks for joining us. And now that our listeners have heard a little bit about your background, maybe you can fill in any gaps from that intro or share a little bit about your personal life. Sure, absolutely. Well, it's interesting. I've actually focused in working with independent pharmacy owners and their teams um, since about 2007. And that's actually what led to writing the book Up Solutions. So there's a lot of pharmacy in that, although it's written for really businesses and teams in any industry. Um, but it, I, I, for me, it's kind of a twofold that independently owned pharmacies know how to position based on the value they create in their marketplace it's almost like, unfortunately, we're at a point that dispensing medication almost is the lost leader <laughs> to bring patients in the door. Um, mm. So the whole mm. focus has to be on value, um, health outcomes. How are they the health hub in their community? And then the team needs to be set up for success. So they understand they literally have such an important role. They're not not to disparage people that work at 7-Eleven. But people who work in a pharmacy, it doesn't matter if you're a clerk, a tech, a pharmacist, if you work in a pharmacy, you really are there. You are a health hub for your for your patients and everyone contributes. Mm-hmm. Now, Patty, are you a pharmacist by training or what has drawn you to kind of this passion behind independent pharmacy? Absolutely. I, I'm not. And 
my background has been on business development and team engagement. And I launched my first online program in 2006. Uh, Dan Benamos with Pharmacy Development Services, PDS, heard me speak and he came up to me afterwards and he said, you need to work with my audience. And he was persistent. <laughs> so I spoke at the next two PDS conferences and that led me to working with pharmacy owners and their teams. Now, I'm not an expert at dispensing medication or, you know, what the medications do or, I mean, that's really the role of the pharmacists and their team. My role is setting them up for success so they get to use their skills to the best advantage and impact in their community. Okay. Well, the independent or just in general, the pharmacy uh, landscape has been very um, challenging. Uh, I guess we could, could describe it in that sense. So being able to give some resources and tools for pharmacy owners, I'm sure, uh, is is very much appreciated. So are there any particular regions or types of independent pharmacies that you like to uh, focus on? Or what are some of maybe kind of the, um, I guess, uh, opportunities that you see for pharmacists to kind of reinvent their, their selves and emerge as a, a market leader? Yes. Um, so you said something that's, I think, really important, Hillary, um, that um, pharmacy, pharmacy in general, independent, independent pharmacy in particular, but pharmacy in general are the really tough times right now. And um, one of the reasons it was such a great industry, why I've enjoyed working with pharmacy owners and their teams so much is the people who tend to go into pharmacy. I mean, these are passionate, committed people that really like to make a difference. Um, I'm, I'm sure there are people that work in a closed door that don't want to interact with the public and there's a role, but most of the people in, in community pharmacy, they're really passionately committed to their community and they really want to make a difference. So um, that's kind of why it was such a great fit for me. Uh, because it married the business development with paying attention to the impact and value. I would say, in answer to your question, Hillary, I would say if a pharmacy owner and team, if you think what you're doing and what the business is, is filling prescriptions, then most of those independents, unfortunately, are out of business. Because the issues with reimbursement and DIR fees and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, um, has squeezed the margin so much that it's just, it really is, you have to consider prescriptions, patients walking in the door of prescriptions. That's what brought them in the door. Now paying attention to the whole package, who are they? What might they need? Uh, I certainly am a huge advocate of a healthy sink program. And I've worked with Bob Lominick of Tyson Drugs and he, uh, Dan Benamos used to call Bob the godfather of sink <laughs> because he's so passionate He's so passionate about it. And, you know, Bob says that if if you have less than 50% of your scripts in a filled in a sync program, then it's really a make work program. Their magic starts happening when you have over 50% of your scripts filled in a sync program. So certainly that's one example of, of a really, I'm not going to say easy because it's going to take work to put it in place. But the moment you have a healthy sync program, you go from being a reactive business model 
to a proactive business model. Rather than waiting, you're responding to everyone who calls or walks in with prescriptions. Now you're organizing and you're actually able to have more time with patients and start to look at what do they need? They're taking these prescriptions. Do they need supplements? Do they need a diabetes program to better manage it? What might they need? And with a robust model, you can start to look at what does your community need? Is there, an, is there opportunities in clinical services? Um, I mean, there's a lot of... The, the interesting thing with pharmacy right now, while it's a challenging time, it's also an incredibly creative time. Because if you understand the value is the, is the outcomes you're creating for your patients... Now you start paying attention to what else can I offer that would have an impact. And that also allows you to have a healthy business and have a healthy growth and future for your, for your pharmacy and your team and your community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I, you know, you mentioned some of the, the benefits of having of the farm for the pharmacy to do the sync program in that it helps them to um, kind of group, do some batch work and then they've got, you know, one patient interaction at a time, they can kind of look at it from a broader perspective of like, what are kind of some of the main disease states? Oh, this patient has a lot of uh, diabetes medications or, or, you know, maybe they're kind of picking up on trends and things, but also the benefit to the patient and that they're not having to make multiple trips. And uh, of course, maybe that's part of your, you know, raving fans. Uh, piece, but what are some of the other things that you recommend in your uh, up solutions work? So um, I would say I start with really understanding and recognizing where are you creating value? Like who are your best fit customers? So when I say that, you know, if you, if for example, a lot of your your patients and the community that you serve, if a lot of them are um, young families with children, as an example, that would be, you would start creating up different programs or offer different programs than if you were, you know, most of your patients were diabetes or seniors or, so I always start with identifying who your best patients are, who are the ones, and you know, when you start, one of the challenges when I talk to business owners and teams about identifying the best, your your best fit, you know, target audience, if you will, is um, they're worried about leaving people out. And I find that most businesses have two to five really important target audiences. You just start with the first one. Identify one that you really enjoy working with. They enjoy what you have to offer and they value you for it. Um, so start with one and then look at what is it they're coming to you for? What else might they need? What could you offer that, that supports their needs? How could you solve issues that they may be having? Uh, an example of that is, you know, if you're having a um, uh, di- diabetic patient, if you have a heart, large diabetes uh, population, then what are programs to help them manage their, the metrics and have better outcomes with diabetes and what supplements should they be on? And maybe it's a diabetic education program, but rather than just, you know, coming up with ideas, start with identifying who are your best patients and then what can you offer them? I, 
uh, I say this because I worked with a pharmacy owner in California and they just kept trying to launch a diabetes education program. And they had all the bells and whistles. They put a lot into this and it just never took off. You know, just never completely took off. And part of the issue was their best target audience. And it's not that they didn't have seniors and they didn't, have, but their best target audience who mostly came in the door, who told everyone else about, you have to go to this pharmacy were families with young children. And they had a, a fun weight room that there were stuff for kids to do, um, interactive things for kids to do. They had, you know, when kids came in to pick up prescriptions with mom and dad, they got a balloon. So they'd done such a great job. It was really their most important target audience. And they really, I mean, pediatricians referred to this pharmacy. And so um, a while you think that every pharmacy should have a diabetes education program, it actually didn't work for them. Hmm. Interesting. I love hearing the examples. Now, now, Patty, another thing that you mentioned is the importance of setting up your team. Could you speak to the importance of that in how to drive success? Absolutely. I'm going to, I'm going to say there's two components of that, Hillary. Um, it's, it's an owner's job. I think it's an owner's job of any business their job is to run a profitable growing business because that gives the team uh, security and opportunity for growth. And the other component of that is you have to, you're literally, the culture represents the owner in that, unfortunately, the culture is always determined by the lowest common denominator. So if a business owner is not literally um, creating an environment for people to win, and supporting it, reinforcing it, holding people to standards, then you will lose your best team members because um, eight, the, um, uh, I'm trying to think of Brad Smart, um, top, top grading. He wrote the book Top Grading. He talked about A players, B players, and C players. And A players show up and win. They're just going to figure it out. You don't have to manage them. They're going to show up to win. A players will not stay in an environment that they can't win in. So you know, I think the owner's responsibility is to grow, grow, run a profitable business and also set up the environment for people to win. Um, and there are four, I've identified four pillars. I think there are four essential pillars. Understand the why of the business. Why do patients choose your pharmacy? Why are they coming to you? Why do they continue to come to you? And your team needs to understand that because they are the ones delivering an experience that's either supports or takes away from that why. You need good position agreements. And position agreements, I'm talking beyond job descriptions, you have to actually identify the standards of success for everything that a person is responsible for in their role. It's not cumbersome, but you, it needs to be in place because it's providing the direction you're taking the guesswork out. Pillar three is there needs to be strong communication, regular communication that Everyone on the team feels like they're connected and in the loop. They know what's going on. They're able to contribute where it's, but they know what to expect. And so that's at least at a very bare minimum, a weekly huddle. And the fourth is regular feedback. So you've set the infrastructure in place and then team members need to know, are they doing a good job? And it's not just corrective feedback. So if somebody's not hitting the standards of the role, it's also letting team members know when they're do hitting the standards, they're doing well, 
or they've done something exceptional and you want to acknowledge it. So you want to, you want to, everything that you reinforce is what expands. So we want to reinforce what is working as well as correct what isn't working. Uh, so Hillary, I said, I do the two sections that the four pillars for me is this, the four key pillars to set a team up to win. And then the team also, the second on top of that is the team also needs to understand the purpose of their role, the awareness of how important that they are experts compared to their patients. Anyone, the rule of thumb is anyone who's worked in a pharmacy for three months or more is actually an expert that they know, they know more about what the patient may need than the patient does. In fact, the patients off, often don't even know the questions to ask to make effective decisions for themselves. So if, if team members, if, pay, if pharmacy team members are paying attention, they could say, you know, Mrs. Smith, you're on um, a statin and we recommend a CoQ, you're also on a CoQ10 supplement because of these things. Or if you have an antibiotic prescription, we recommend a probiotic because of these things. And it, when they, the awareness of the importance of what they get to contribute, that every day they're in a purposeful role and they have an impact and that they're having conversations with patients, not selling, but educating. Because if, they're, if, if you don't understand the difference, if you don't educate patients on what's possible, we take their choice away. Because if they don't have the information, they can't make effective decisions. So the first piece are the four pillars. That's really that background framework. So team members, you take the guesswork out of how to win in their role. And the second is that they're set up to really be that hero to patients so they understand applying what they know and not assuming patients know what we do. Hmm, interesting. Um, yes. Well, there's there's certainly uh, you know better ways to encourage engagement and and give that service with a smile. And um, but I love the the points that you made about uh, a players want to be in an environment where they can win, and that your team needs to know you know, why are people coming into the pharmacy and kind of understanding, um, understanding that, that as well. So another, uh, point, um, that you, uh, mentioned is that customers are always talking to you. So mm. could you expand a little bit more about that? Yes. I love it. So a couple things about that. Um, when I say customers are always talking to you, they're asking for things, they're asking questions, they're making comments, they're telling you what they appreciate, or they're complaining about something they don't like. That's actually all communication. And if, if you're paying attention to not just the words, so we, we're trained to respond to the words. So somebody has a complaint and, and you, you engage with that, or someone says, thank you and say, you're most welcome. It was a pleasure to take care of you today. You know, we respond to the words, but there's a deeper level. And the deeper level is anything that a patient says to you, anyone on the team, anything that a customer says, they're actually communicating what's important to them. So there is a message being conveyed in every communication. So for example, if a patient says, thank you so much, I know that you had to, you know, talk to insurance and get a lot of things done. I really appreciate you're able to get my prescription filled so quickly. So they're telling you, yes, they appreciate, 
but they're also telling you a deeper layer, which is, um, uh, you know, how much they appreciate, feel connected with you, that they, you took care of them. There's a trust and respect going on and time's important. Maybe it's a young mother and, and, and trying to get, you know, things done before she pick up, picks up the kid and coordinate her day, but she's actually communicating what's really, really important. Common questions. Um, if, if, Patients can't find things in the store, for example. You want to be paying attention to them. If you get the same question over and over again, you want to change your signage or your, you know, shelf signage or something to make things more accessible because how it's laid out, customers are actually telling you they can't find it on their own. Hmm. Yeah, and that's great feedback that, you know, the frontline staff should be sharing back with the owner or you know, maybe that's something that's coming up in the weekly or regular huddle. Um, but yeah, those are some really great examples uh, for people to kind of be looking out for. Um, what What is maybe one of the, I guess, best examples that you've seen um, from an f- independent pharmacy that has implemented some of your solutions? I know you've shared a lot of different examples throughout uh, of, you know, listening to your customers as we just talked about and what's important to them and, you know, kind of sinking the fills. Has there been anything that's any one thing or has it been kind of a, a combined approach that's really taken an independent pharmacy from really underperforming to, being a market leader? Um, well, so in, interesting, I'm really focused in the good to great arena. And I say that because um, I've had the privilege to work with um, industry transformers in independent pharmacy. So um, uh, in fact, often the people that will hire me to work with their team, they have a good team. Or they, or the, you know, they invest in their team, and so they have a good team. They value their team. That's why they bring me in. So it's an interesting thing. It's really for me that's the good to great. Uh, and I and I do two things. So I actually have a four pillars ebook and training that I give away for free. On um, we have an app, Pharmacy Success app, and yeah, I really do that for free because I want every independent pharmacy to have that core infrastructure on to set your team up to win. I I mean, I, I'm a, I would, I say I'm a passionate advocate for locally owned businesses, but I'm really a passionate advocate for community pharmacy uh, because our communities need our pharmacies. So that's, I actually provide that for free. Um, The Upsolutions team success training is what I've been doing. And, and I'll give you an example with a pharmacy I worked with last year. This is um, Bump, Bob Lominick's team in Tyson Drugs in um, in Northern Mississippi, and they have three pharmacies. So listen, when we do the Absolutions training, it's really about um, a mindset, awareness, skill development, and positioning. So they really understand their role and can step into both um, engaging with patients, but as you said, Hillary, that's so important, paying attention to what patients are saying and pulling that back in the meetings. So it's not just that they're engaging with patients with how they can create value and, and what might this patient need and what questions should I ask. It's also that they're capturing that information and they're sharing their ideas with the owner and the rest of the team. 
So it's both both ways. And, you know, I want to see measures out of doing this 12-week training. I want to see increasing team retention, uh, team engagement, customer engagement, um, and, and revenue, because you should see a tangible revenue when the team's fully charged. So saying that, some of the things that Bob shared that he noticed, first of all, the team the team just started bubbling with ideas. Like, we'd like to redo the front of the store. It's really dated. And they all got together on a Saturday after the store closed, and they did it. Um, I'd like to reorganize the inventory because I think the flow with this. Another team said, I'd like to reorganize the will call because of this. And the comment was, and again, this is this was already a good team. They're really talented, passionate people. They love being there. And but uh, Bob's comment was, it was just everyone was happy. It was like they were they showed up, you know, knew how they had an impact, worked well together, and just the whole team kind of elevated to another level. So, uh, you know, for me, the outcome was the level of team awareness, the training, but it's like they got set up to win and they knew how to win and they got to show up and do it every day. Hmm. Awesome. Love it. Well, Patty, how can people find out more uh, from you? I'd love to connect. So I certainly love to hear what's going on with pharmacy. Um, Our website is pharmacysuccess.com. Uh, and if you go on that, you can actually book a call with me or just find us on our social, all our social media pages. The links are on the website. Um, and then, of course, we have an app, Pharmacy Success. And if you go on the app, you can download the Four Pillars ebook for free. And I have a training video on each of the four pillars to make it easier to implement in your pharmacy with your team. So and, and all of those, you can reach out and, and connect with me and my team. Wonderful. Well, Patty, thank you so much for sharing and for your passion for helping independent pharmacy. It was a pleasure to have you as a guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Thank you, Hillary. I really, I love what you're doing with your Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast, and I love the reaching out with resources. So thank you. Thank you for having me on. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Talk to Your Pharmacist, produced by the Pharmacy Advisory Group. If you liked this episode, let us know by subscribing to the podcast, rating, and reviewing it. Share it with friends. And if you want to be a guest or know a pharmacist leader who has a great story to tell, connect with me, Hillary Blackburn, on LinkedIn and check out our Facebook page, Pharmacy Advisory Group for updates on new podcasts. Thanks for listening. 